0: Bing bump, bump, bump.
1: Yellow. Hey, 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 hey. How about this? About Go start. We, we, I don't think we've ever started as close to our anticipated start time as ever
0: no this is a new record it's really it's a like, good
1: <laughs> yes it's like something that happens i guess with age we get more responsible more punctual
0: maybe so we were only about two minutes off
1: yeah i mean i say that but in reality as i've gotten older i've just gotten less punctual less together it's like the opposite of you know what I guess the stereotype or the societal <laughs> expectation is, but hey.
0: Well, that's what happens when your laziness and chronic tardiness are
1: <laughs> consistently yes. rewarded. I guess. Well, I mean it goes up and down, you know. It's like uh, stocks rise, stocks fall. Strikes
0: and yeah, gutters, I'm, man.
1: I'm recording the 10th anniversary episode of uh balls
0: Does does somebody need their business papers?
1: They might. They might.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a good way to uh, start this celebration of 10 years of beautiful history.
1: It's insane. It's uh, 10
0: years, man. 10 years. And tomorrow's already the 10th, which makes today the 9th. And uh, today's the day we released episode one, Mm -hmm. Way Out
1: West. Right. So... So long ago, or just yesterday.
0: Just the the blink of an eye, the the twitch of a blade of grass. Shall we start off with a little reminiscing to set the stage?
1: Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's go <laughs> no, back. Let's go way back. We can go way back to 10 years fact, ago this day when we
0: posted. Right, the first... Uh,
1: the episode. first episode discussing the first minute of the Big Lebowski cuz that's what we did back then. Some listeners may not even realize we used to talk about Lebowski minute by exclusively. minute exclusively.
0: That's it. That's all we would talk about. Nothing else. So while we're going way this podcast way back, used to have an aim. Let's go way out west, which was the title of yes. episode 001. Episode 001 Way Out West. Way Out West. All right. I'm just uh, so, going to read the description. Yeah, you go for it. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Gutterballs, episode 001, Way Out West. In this inaugural episode, Adam and Brad discuss the geopolitical ramifications of the evolving Universal Studios logo animation, errant Netflix thumbnails, the trending oblivion of Inland Empire, their first times with Lebowski. The marketing of Lebowski, the chronology of Coen Brothers genre hopping on their way from old school to new school. What the fonts used in the opening titles might tell us, the lighting of the desert, herky-jerky blades of grass, the psycho-aesthetics of 60 frames per second, and tumbleweeds as a metaphor. We packed a lot in there, man. I tell you. A lot. And we did that in under an hour, I'm looking at. Yeah, the, it was like
1: uh, f- 51 minutes. We used to have a really, a really good uh, signal to show. noise ratio. But like everything else, like I started out, I guess it, you know, it all connects back. You know, like I said, as we've gotten older, we've just, uh, you know, we're less uptight is ultimately what it is. Yeah. So right. it's just like, hey, whatever. That's like this 10th anniversary episode. Let's see what happens. Let's see let's what happens. Let's revisit some old episodes and see how it goes. I'm, you know, I'm down with that. Uh, You know, we talked about the 60 frames per second right in the first episode. And we're pretty much still talking about it today, 10 years later. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because. um,
1: Is that when The Hobbit came out 10 years ago? Was that old? I, I think
0: so. Had to be.
1: Or it could just be more of a general talk, and it was like around episode eighty where we started using the Hobbit as the example.
0: Well, what, we're a couple minutes in. I'm already googling shit. Yeah, I'm Let's googling see. shit too. <laughs> the, the Hobbit. Um, fuck. Twenty twelve. December
1: twenty twelve. So like the, the 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 trailer was out at that point. Yeah, and people in were already 60 losing frames their minds. Second.
0: Yeah, and like, it was. This is and, look stupid.
1: <laughs> I'll say to this day, what the fuck? Ten years later, it is not aged. You know, we're like, well, you know, no. we're going to get used to it. And we're just going to think it's weird if it doesn't look like this. No.
0: No. No, Tom Cruise is
1: still uh, campaigning to s- fit, set the motion smoothing off your TV, please. Public service announcements with him and others.
0: Yeah. Uh, others. I was in the Apple store the other day and there. You know, they have their Apple displays and they had all of that shit all turned up, all of it. They were playing yeah. some some movies, some shit. And it's just like, oh, my God, I looks so stupid. Just. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Well, Apple's <laughs> cameras shoot in high frame rate. So their devices better play it back high frame rate.
0: You're talking about um, like smartphones.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's different somehow it is somehow Something different else happens there maybe it's just because it records in whatever the that weird format well, like i think it already it looks, looks it doesn't it looks fine is the thing it
1: looks like you'd expect
0: because <laughs> yeah again
1: yeah. we're going to talk about the psychological effects like right the problem with 60 frames per percent means it looks like it was shot on quote-unquote video right right and worse than video like a not a good video like a Yes, like you got your JVC camcorder from 1988 and use that to record The Hobbit. Now, granted, it's in a better resolution, but it still just looks like a better resolution JVC camcorder.
0: See, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Okay, all right. Because if you remember some of those early movies we made, the earliest ones, you know, mm-hmm. we shot on my stupid... Uh, VHS camcorder that yes. I had essentially stolen from my grandparents, and like yeah. we loved the way it looked. Because I think the it problem was is home
1: movies. Though mm-hmm. we expected that, I we knew it problem... didn't look like The Godfather or Two Thousand and One. I think
0: could... the problem is that th- the sixty frames per second looks like super, super awesome video. Hence the soap opera look. Yes, because they were shooting on the best video cameras (laughs) they could get their hands on right right for as the world turns it wasn't just some off the shelf Sears camcorder it was like super awesome look at how crisp it looks (laughs) yeah and like sixty frames per second just looks like that. Yes, and it, again we've been I think over that's this more or less what I this, was but
1: saying. But I could see how I, my words got twisted around, like coming out of tumbling out of my mouth.
0: Because they were probably shooting on like Ikigamis or something. Who knows what? But like shit you haven't really heard of. Not a, just a JVC thing.
1: Right. No, but, of course.
0: But then also, and again we're rehashing this. But there's too much information, and it eliminates. I agree with the,
1: that. The, dreamlike. I agree with that. Too much information, you do not want that. It's a it's a you real don't problem.
0: Got to leave some to the imagination. You're not watching sports, you know? For sports, yeah. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, if it's do- like like in that I would put sports, maybe oddly or maybe not, like in in in, in the broader category just called like documentary. Right. Sure. Like and not documentary like they have like like this footage is there to document something.
0: Right. You want not all the Hertz information you can get. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um And and uh, yes, and I think well just to go back to the point about the iPhone, why I think it looks OK. And it could be because maybe the technology is better, partly. And also, but I think it's before, like, again, if you're recording like video of your kids running around the living room playing like psychologically, you don't expect that to look like a movie. You went into a theater and paid for you expect it to look more like, again, psychologically, like there's a different expectation there. Like it looks like "quote unquote" video, for lack of a better word, but that's what you expect, and it's super high quality video. And the frame rate, it's extra smooth. Like you may want that, you know, but not on Middle Earth. No, no, no. And again, it no. removes the artifice, and um, you know, like it looks like guys in costumes running around in the woods. It doesn't look like a again your dreamlike state. It's like ruined.
0: And you would think with since expectation we're claiming is a big part of this that if every film we're talking about narrative fiction here had been shot high frame rate since 2012 that our expectations would have come around but i don't think that's the yeah. case
1: well i, so I, there's I don't there's more think, to it yeah well i don't think people have uh embraced it things haven't been displayed that way you know i think you I go to see avengers yeah. or something mm-hmm. you know in the in the movie theater it's not 60 frames per second I no i don't think no.
0: Well, so so. maybe there's special screenings of it, but generally not. Mm-hmm. But it is all digital, you know? So, like, that was a concern, too. Like, what, we're not going to shoot on film anymore? Well, sure, some some people I, still do, but... And there are I little
1: moments.
0: Well, little moments. Just little but,
1: moments where I'm like, you know, I can, I can... That looks like... And again, in my mind, because I'm a child of a certain decade... In my mind, the vast terminology is like, does this look like video or film? And like yeah. some, for a little moment, you know, watching Thor Love and Thunder in the theater like this, you know, for a little moment, like, oh, that that looked like video right there for a moment. It but didn't they've quite...
0: created that kind of world with those Marvel movies, though, too, yeah. where everything's so crispy, mm-hmm. like pristine that right. and like just not <laughs> not realistic. Right. That it, They get away with it. Like it doesn't. I don't mind it there. Yeah.
1: Well, I think they've created that world, but it largely doesn't have that effect on me. Like, oh, it looks like, like you know, like they're still applying whatever. Yes, it is this kind of like super crisp, this certain color palette that's like consistent across all the movies, more or less. Like they, they have this look down. Um, and
0: they're not going for realism necessarily. No, they're not. It's not well, that's like... The, um, um, Because we just, my daughter, you might know her name's Jules, and I just watched Alien and Aliens. Ah, okay. And I'll tell you what, those fucking, that Alien and Alien is still terrifying. Yeah. There's only one moment where (laughs) we were both kind of like, that was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't say it at the time, but then after we talked about it, when we finished it, we were both like, yeah, that was dumb. You
1: just mean like the effect didn't look good or something like that? yes
0: and it's at the very end when she blasts the thing she opens up the doors and like blasts it out into space but it grabs on right and then Mm -hmm. she has like the dart and she shoots it and like knocks it out into space and the doors close but like the little rope that she had shot it with connected to the arrow gets stuck or the arrow gets stuck in the door and it's like connected by that rope Mm -hmm. and it you see it kind of fly out into space, and then the rope goes taut, and it kind of... But it's a wide shot from outside the ship, mm. and it's like man in alien suit <laughs> sort of dangling right, right. around, and it's like, oh...
1: They showed too much, you know? Too much, they man, showed, too
0: much. <laughs> What's that? Uh, yeah, too much, man. They took too much. Yeah,
1: it was like they just showed the whole body of the guy all at once, flailing you know, around. right? And like, and in reality... Let's say there really is an alien real out, and that's what the guy looks like. Like you know, at that point the alien has been neutralized, emasculated, so he does just kind of look like a guy at that point versus a ferocious yeah. creature. So maybe it somehow works. I don't know. It, I know well, it exactly didn't work. what you mean. <laughs> Scenes like that were hard to do back then. Like, think of, of the, uh, the the executive falling out the window in RoboCop, another classic example.
0: Right, yeah. But meanwhile, Hans Gruber falling off the top of Nakatomi Plaza Tower. Yeah. That still works.
1: Well, that's why Die Hard is such a classic. They, they innovated.
0: <sighs> yeah. Now, in Aliens, which Jules preferred Alien slightly more than Aliens in aliens we see the whole monster at the end the Mm -hmm. the queen you know Mm -hmm. but sorry that looks like she is terrifying even just seeing her whole Mm -hmm. thing because she doesn't look like a human (laughs) yeah she looks like a goddamn gigantic acid for blood insect of some sort it's horrible. And but you're just seeing the whole thing. I mean you see a lot of those aliens just the whole thing. But it's kinda it's more of an action film, I guess. But it never took never took us out of it just seeing too much. But I guess maybe in nineteen seventy nine they didn't quite have it down because most of the alien shots in that film were just like you would just see a part of it or like in the shadows behind dallas as it goes down into the shaft and you just catch like half a second of it and it's like jesus
1: well this just goes back to the old (laughs) adage that less is more again because they made that first alien movie i'm imagining they didn't have a huge budget it was kind of an untested thing Right. It was more like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know the history of Alien or well, like what Ridley Scott I. had really done. What What has he done before Alien? There's probably some famous movie that I'm
0: forgetting or something. But It's probably some like comedy starring Donald Sutherland or something. Right.
1: But yeah, so this was like, I'm imagining Alien being more like, you know, the starving guy with a vision. Like, I'm going to will this into existence. You know, I have. I managed to get $8 million. <laughs> to make this movie and I'm going to do it versus like (laughs) aliens, which is like, this is a summer tentpole unlimited thing. We're going to go all out. We have to have bigger, you know, show more aliens, do blah, 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 everything. Right. And it's not, it's great, but it, well, it's oh, hard to compare great. them because they. I think what they did was the smart move is make it kind of like almost an entirely different genre of movie. Yeah. Yep. Which is a great way I think to do a sequel versus rehash it in a way.
0: Yes. Totally.
1: Um. More interesting. So it's hard to really even compare since. But also that could be maybe a smart way around the limitations. The limitations being the removal of limitations, which is oh we want more action, more aliens, more shots of them, you know, more, whatever. Because this is the big summer movie. This isn't some little like horror movie that's gonna, you know, get you psychologically.
0: I love that you're claiming Alien is an art house film.
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> that I am. I realize I'm doing it as I'm going <laughs> Alien, kind of. I mean, it's in. I mean, it's not art house. I don't know what it is. It's it's like. I feel like it's more like a John Carpenter. Like it's like it is one of these. You know, or like the first Terminator movie, right? Like Jimmy Cameron, he's working, building sets or something. And he's like, hey, I got this idea, right? Like, I, 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 mean, I, I don't know if it's true because I don't know Ridley Scott's like biography at all. So I could be way off, but I've always viewed Alien as one of those movies.
0: He um, had only directed one film before alien and it was 1977's the duelists okay. france 1801 due to a minor perceived slight mild-mannered lieutenant de hubert is forced into a duel with hot-headed irrational lieutenant farad the disagreement ultimately results in scores of duels spanning several years is it Stars like keith carradine and harvey Keitel and albert finney <laughs>
1: okay so it doesn't have exactly a you're you not know, dealing with not amateurs here. That's exactly a here. lightweight at that right. point if you're working with those names.
0: Yep, but that was his first feature. He had done a couple of shorts and television before that. So, interesting.
1: Yeah. So, it's kind he's kind of in that that regard. Let's see. Alien, I'm going to look this up. Alien movie budget. 11 million USD.
0: They made that 11 million dollars go very far. If you go back and watch that film, especially the a- like the first yeah. like hour or so, Like, they don't even get back to the ship and start dealing with the fucking alien until, like, an hour into the film. Right. They're down there on that planet exploring the ship, and those set pieces are incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we had to take an intermission and, like, you know, get a beverage, get a little snack. And it's like they haven't even started dealing with the—except for the facehugger, obviously. But, like, shit hasn't started going down on the— back up on the ship yet it's like we're almost an hour in crazy because when you think of it you're mostly thinking about you know the thing blasting out of the stomach and then they're having to deal with it on the ship that's only half the film right crazy
1: Uh, yeah well yeah he he knew what he was doing he was but so so okay so the aliens has an 18.5 million budget so it didn't go up not that much wow i mean it so it's
0: it's close to double. Close to double, but it's also what, six or seven years later.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Star Wars, A New Hope, the original one, it had a budget of eleven million. So pretty <laughs> much the same as Alien.
0: Yeah, but he'd done American graffiti for fuck's sake. Right. The Duelists, you know, what's that? Never heard of it.
1: And according to IMDB, The Empire Strikes Back had a budget of eighteen million. It says in parentheses, estimated. So yeah, Star Hmm. Wars and Empire Strikes Back have the same budget as Alien and Aliens. I mean, I guess eighteen million did go further back then. Yeah, and in terms of movie making, also especially like movie budgets had not ballooned. Terminator Two, I remember, much ballyhooed as the first hundred million dollar movie. Right, and everyone's like, it's insane, like to make a movie so much money. Like, how are you going to make a profit on? Blah blah blah.
0: But I remember Waterworld came out and then that was that the biggest it. budget ever. Yeah. Don't know if they made their money back on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> they probably did to be they honest. Probably did eventually. Like,
1: it doesn't uh
0: They didn't do it opening weekend though. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. That was
0: it was fine it's just like
1: it was it, like an okay fine forgettable movie from the 90s yes, like there's lots great. of them that you watch yeah, once t- you kind of half-heartedly enjoy it you're amused yeah. enough uh-huh. even though it's kind of dumb off. and then you turn it off and never really think or talk about it again well except, except here we are uh, talking about it again 30 years later
0: because it was doomed from the start because right. of all the hoopla over its gigantic budget
1: Yes, that's the issue. It's yes, we're not yes, we're talking about it simply from a budgetary policy standpoint, not from an actual <laughs> right. plot or artistic or any other standpoint.
0: Yeah, and Kevin Costner was kind of the man around that time too. Yeah, like, so I probably wasn't like, this can't like miss.
1: his passion project.
0: I, I thought that was, um, <laughs> when he's out there all by himself. Um, in the old west so maybe he had two uh, dances with project. wolves dances with wolves but yeah i think yeah water world was his passion project but i think he had a couple of passion projects yeah
1: well he's like i think well maybe i even like dances with wolves came out first and i feel he used yeah. his enormous influence from the success of that movie to be like All right, we're going to make, my dream is to make this movie about a water world. I call it Water World. (laughs) Let's throw $175 million at this to make it
0: happen. You'll never guess what it's about. A world, in a world filled with water. Yeah, so that was 1990. It's pretty high marks. I saw it in the theater, never saw it again. Waterworld? No, Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember, I didn't see it in the theater. I did see it, like, on VHS when it first came out. Like, oh, this movie. I was watching it. And I remember very much enjoying it.
0: Uh, Yeah, me too, but...
1: I mean, I guess, you know, I'm just biased. If it's not a movie about, like, spaceships, monsters, or, or like...
0: uh, Tin foil rooms
1: superheroes or something like i'm no. just like not gonna <laughs> but that you know i guess that, lebowski wait, proved, is like exception grenade? to that rule
0: did, did i give you a humor grenade just then was i don't know about... what
1: happened i literally can't remember what happened five
0: seconds ago so. <laughs> i said you were like if it's not a movie about whatever monsters spaceships mm-hmm. and i was like or tinfoil rooms and then you laughed, but I don't think you were laughing. I think at I was that. laughing
1: at myself, kind of. But I, I'm not sure what you're <laughs> referring to.
0: Well, it's a way to accumulate certain things.
1: Oh, right, right. Yes, of course. <sighs> yes, I just wouldn't call that a room. It's more like a booth. Well,
0: that but yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sure.
1: That's what sure. got. I was imagining like, yeah, I don't know what I was imagining, but yes, of course. Yes, no, I like some legitimate cinema as well. Jaws. W R the Mysteries of the Organism. Well, Jaws, Jaws sits is a in a monster, but. liminal space there. Yeah. It's kind of but you know, something like, like uh um uh you know, like the thing that's uh in the uh you know <laughs> over uh what on God's know.
0: earth are you <laughs> blathering about? You're you know, I try tell to me channel the dude about. as best
1: as I can when I'm <laughs> when we're recording this, especially on our 10th anniversary.
0: What um what are you blathering about though? Jaws is like a um what
1: Jaws a is like an it is a classic, but it also is kind of in that action, even though it's not technically superhero sci-fi. It may go kind of go to monster a little bit, but it is still a.
0: A suspense film, right?
1: It's like an honorary. Yeah, I guess it is suspense. I guess you're right. Sure, I'll take credit for being an aficionado of Jaws. Yeah. David Lynch. That's what I was going to say. Blue Velvet.
0: Right. I was going to say movies about human ears, but I didn't get a chance. Severed human ears.
1: You know, W.R. The Mysteries of the Organism. Uh, Not sure. Classic cinema right there. How
0: to describe that one,
1: but. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, mixed mode documentary narrative. Uh, it pretty much reorganized my brain in such a good way to this yeah. day. I owe yeah. so much to that film and my intense scrutiny of it that I've given to it over the decades, re-watching it again and again and again, even to this day. When was the it last was time you F-ing watched Hulu.
0: that? It was on effing Hulu. Really? Yes. How many it's times have on you watched because it? Because it's on in- the
1: Criterion
0: Collection. How many times have you watched it in the last, say, two years? Once. Okay. Pretty good.
1: So I'm a little down, but yeah. For a while, I would watch it once a year, Uh, like in January.
0: That's a good way to start the year. Oh, it's
1: January. Let's watch uh, WR.
0: Everything is possible. It's the start of a new year. Exactly. I need to reorient myself. What do you think the trending oblivion of Inland Empire means?
1: The word trending is curious.
0: Um, it is. If it was just oblivion of Inland Empire, sure. But well, trending I guess oblivion.
1: maybe oblivion was trending back then in 2012. Trending. Somehow we knew the oblivion we were heading into in the <laughs> year 2020. Even back then it was sizzling, just like uh, the dude writing the check for September 11th. Yeah. It 1991. It was just a an, an while. You know, George W. Bush is Mm -hmm. talking, George Mm H.W. is talking about, uh, you know, this aggression will not stand and whatnot. Like, it is a weird moment.
0: It's super weird. Although you're getting ahead of ourselves here. That's not in episode one.
1: No, that's like episode five or six. So why don't we move on to episode two then? I think it's
0: four, man. Well, whatever. Um, Well, I just wanted to say I think they've updated the Universal Studios logo animation since we recorded episode one also pretty sure they have think... a new version that's even yeah. sparklier. Well,
1: maybe we if... can uh, get a hold of that and do an in-depth uh, follow-up yeah, on we'll have may have, have changed.
0: Revisit this.
1: Yeah, we're um, going to do a revisit for sure.
0: And I did have one, one more thing because the Blades of Grass, now we, we got some comments on this episode from seven years ago, and we responded to some of them here and there, but then uh, somebody, Cliff, you know who you are, had mentioned about the grass being like herky jerky blades of grass and something about it did look like a set piece. And then someone was cause, I think was like, yeah, but you didn't, didn't even talk about like what kind of grass that could be. So I think you should start over and do the whole thing <laughs> over again, <laughs> you know, and, you I'm know, up
1: for it. Maybe.
0: Yeah. And Well, me too. So I did a cursory Google search and I think I have found what kind of grass that is. I looked up um, native Californian grasses. Now, it doesn't have to be because my contention, I'm not sure if you ever fully came around to it, was that this was a set that they built because it's green screened when they come up over to see the expansive L.A. cityscape at night. So this is a set. I'm like 100% sure on that. So here's some grasses that I found, and we'll put a link in here, but I'm pretty sure it's Carex (laughs) testacea. Common name, orange sedge. The curious thing about Carex testacea, a la, i.e., e.g., a.k.a. orange sedge, is it's not a California native, but it's one of the hardiest of the New Zealand hair sedges and one of our favorites. It forms striking mounds of narrow, bronzy orange leaves, and when exposed to sunlight, the foliage seems to shimmer with movement. It's a striking solution in rock gardens as well as containers and prefers exposure mm. to partial sun with regular watering. I think that's our grass. And that explains
1: the herky-jerkiness. Right. It exactly. It was built it all into works the out. grass.
0: Right. And they're probably like, we need something that flickers around a little bit, gives us a little, little extra pizzazz.
1: Yeah, that could be a, a well-known trick to people who decorate sets with real grass in Hollywood. Maybe so. You got to so, go with the orange sedge.
0: Anyway, that's one thing. We can close the book on that one from 10 yeah, years finally. ago. Perhaps. Perhaps. If, we have any well, if someone has another opinion, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: let us know. Let us Hit know. Hit us up. Gutterballs.tv. Contact, Contact us through the button. form. Follow yep, us on right Twitter, there. Facebook. Send us a message there. Yep. Well, You respond. know, I did discover a guy on TikTok the other day who his channel is... Uh, people send him a photograph of grass, like a, like a photo taken outside. Well, this is weird. And he then says, where on the earth? I think they send him like, yeah, he in essence says, where on the earth this grass is from. That's and then crazy. at the end reveals to see if he was right or wrong. <clears throat> so he's like, oh, yeah, this looks like a so-and-so, blah, 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 northeastern rye grass." Uh, so you find that in mainly in Asia, around Mongolia, it's extra green. So it means it's near maybe a river, other waterway, but I can tell from the dirt, it has to be more Northern (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And it goes on. He's like, I'm going to say it's somewhere in the, you know, basin of this river Valley. And then they show where it is. And usually he's right on or like pretty close. It's at least in the (laughs) neighborhood. Like, yeah, it's kind of
0: like freakishly accurate. Yes, you should send him this photo. Oh my God, you're right. Well, I thought that's why you were bringing it up—that you were going to no, do that. No, I'm
1: a fucking idiot. I'm just saying <laughs> it's another related thing.
0: It's related for a reason. You're supposed to send him this photo,
1: right? Well, I don't. Need, we, i don't think we even need to know where it was taken.
0: No. Well, it was on. Well, a he set, may be able so to analyze and
1: say, "Is this a set or not?" And what? Right. Species but of grass. See. This is.
0: Let's see how good he is. All right, we're gonna put him to the test. I, I hope that you actually do this, not like the other 1,426 <laughs> things that we haven't done.
1: I, I, I say there's like a 50% chance I'll actually do this
0: one. If you could bump that up to about 64%, that'd be real good for me.
1: I could bump it up to 60.
0: All right, 60's fine. I'll take right. it. That's better than halvesies. Episode 2. You want to talk about Episode 2?
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah. Episode 2... The City of Angels. Listen to Brad and Adam discuss the second minute of The Big Lebowski, including dude definitions, the typecast confounding stranger, mood cinema, compositing LA vistas, our lack of tumbleweed research, evening taco shack math, hand wash, the probability of geographic inconsistencies, the professionalism of inky blackness, the liquid desert, a.k.a. the ocean. Some follow-up on high frame rates. Oh, <laughs> God, I get that, of course.
0: Oh, God.
1: Respecting the crystals and Kim Bassinger's lack of
0: bobsledding. <laughs> Is she a noted non-bobsledder? I have no fucking clue, man. Was I claiming that she was in cool runnings, perhaps, and she was not?
1: That's not a bad theory. Again, if a listener wants to listen to this <laughs> and uh, let us know what we were talking about, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we I'm, did. I'm, I'm, but, you know, I it. do remember a lot of this the dude definitions. I don't. Well, we were talking about, because he says, you know, the stranger is like, dude is a name no one would self
0: apply oh, or whatever. Yeah. So like we're talking about what does something.
1: dude dude mean, right? And there's different right, different right. senses of the word, right? Right. Um, yeah, the confounding stranger. Sure. Not so confounding anymore.
0: No, I think we've you know.
1: I think we've 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 found him.
0: We we've closed the book. Yes. On that one, And yes. mood cinema shouldn't it be mood based cinema or maybe is mood cinema different? So we've been talking I, about that forever.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to say it's the same thing. You know, get that that word based out of there. We don't need
0: that That extra word. Omit. Brevity is the soul of wet. That's right. Now, if you're not into the whole brevity thing, you can say mood based cinema, because I think that was the original terminology, a.k.a. the preferred nomenclature. Because wasn't it a Hetzel thing?
1: I don't know. I don't think it
0: may. I thought it was a Hetzel thing. Because, you know, I had said that my favorite film at the time was Stalker and, uh. Because everybody else was saying, like, Back to the Future, Beverly Hills Cop, Black right. Fiction. And I'm like, Stalker. Because <laughs> just at the time, I'd just seen it, and it's like, yes, right now. Because who, who can say what their favorite movie is? I don't know. And that was in my head. I'd just seen it. So I'm like, that one fucking blew my mind. Um, and then he's like, Oh, you know that's Tarkovsky. I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, well, that's mood-based cinema. <laughs> I thought that's where that came from.
1: That could have. I mean, I wasn't there. That could have. I don't think I realized that.
0: And I was like, mood-based cinema. Because we would talk about that a lot. Lynch makes mood-based cinema. It doesn't matter so much the story all the time. Right, right. It's the mood. Well, The Big Lebowski is another example of that. Who gives a fuck what the story is, really? You're just getting into the characters. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I guess I remember some of this. And there's the... Um, compositing the La Vista. So I guess I jumped the gun. That was episode two. Um, evening Taco Shack math. I mean, I know there's yeah. the Taco Shack in the image thumbnail there. No yeah, idea. We were what just trying to, to figure about. out
1: where it is and how far <laughs> and all this stuff. Oh right, where we had a be. lot of. Right. We did a lot of deep dives into this scene. I remember, or at least I should say you did, and I was along for the ride.
0: Yeah, because what is this, Benito's benito's Mm -hmm. taco shack so we recorded this in 2012 this was filmed in 97 98 so that was 15 years but like the chances that we could still find these places are diminishing by the year there's already a long shot that this taco shack still existed in 2012 by now it's like forget it
1: yeah especially after the pandemic
0: like right rearranged everything yeah for sure thank goodness that's over right (laughs) 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 yes
1: and of course the liquid desert yeah yep yep chalk that up next to you know 10 years ago we were talking about the liquid desert and just recently we were talking about how uh, birds are fish for the air (laughs) so
0: air fish
1: again it was all Uh, right there the dna Hasn't changed yep. after all Blue these years. ocean,
0: red ocean. Mm-hmm.
1: Air fish, <sighs> water fish. <laughs> water birds. Dry desert, liquid desert.
0: <laughs> Probability of geographic inconsistencies. I guess that's just the tumbleweeds in one place and then it's in the other place. It doesn't have to be a literal connection. They just shoot in interesting locations. Yeah. let it Let it wander all over L.A., it doesn't have to be a like something like a practical path that it's taking. It's what I assume that's about. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, yeah, and uh, high high frame some follow up on high frame rates. What's the follow up?
1: <laughs> well, we're still following it up ten years later, so you know it's a topic that can never fully be uh, exhausted as far as we're concerned. So I'm not surprised.
0: Did was the is Top Gun Maverick? Filmed in high frame rate? I don't know. Hmm. Have not seen Did it. Did you see Top Gun Maverick? I have not. Somebody said it was better than the original. Somebody whose opinion I kind of trust, and I'm like, the hell you say?
1: I would agree that it's better than the I would expect it to be better than the original.
0: Wait, have you seen it?
1: No. I've well, seen you, the original. I'm just saying yeah. I would expect it, Top Gun Maverick. It looks way better than the
0: original. That's because you're a cynic, man. Could be. I you was, can't you're just- right. You can't just get in there and, and love Top Gun for what it is. I don't know if I can. You, I think it's you won't gone let too yourself. Far. You, But I'll say just...
1: Top Gun Maverick, you know, has all that Tom Cruise, like, oh, we actually did these stunts in planes. And I'm actually flying the planes when you like can see me in the cockpit. Like, that's actually me doing a barrel roll. Like, it has that kind of, uh, what is it? I don't know what you call that.
0: Cinema verite.
1: Yeah, like prestige cinematography, not cinematography, but that's certainly prestige. Yeah, prestige movie making methods, eschewing all of the CGI and camera tricks,
0: which bullshit. There's always CGI. But anyway, yeah, some of it's practical, which does give it a little extra gravitas, I guess. Yes. But yes. without a for that type of movie, without a compelling story, it would get boring in a hurry. That is true. Did you watch that, that Mission Impossible one where he's flying a yes. fucking helicopter? Okay. Well you oh, did no, actually. no, no,
1: no, 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 no.
0: Oh. <laughs> I
1: thought you meant when he did the high altitude jump or whatever. Well, I think it's
0: the same movie. I think
1: it's the same movie, but I never got to the end of it
0: oh man i'm aware
1: in broad strokes like i've seen the trailers the helicopter scene i may have even watched like the helicopter scene on twitter or something i feel like i've seen it
0: it's worth Uh, your while to experience it within the context of the film yeah Whew! but yeah the high altitude jump jesus yeah that that
1: that was like okay like this movie yeah like, and I then, didn't realize this shit was happening in Tom Cruise <laughs> movies until that, until I saw the behind the scenes on that. And now I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to watch all these movies, Tom Cruise. So, yeah, I'll definitely watch Maverick. And I'll finish the That Mission Impossible movie and watch uh, the newer ones, the new ones coming out and stuff.
0: Oh, there's a new one coming out? Okay.
1: Yeah, cool. there is a new. Apparently, I think that they're billing it as like, maybe i am dreamed all this, but I feel the like end they're billing it. <laughs> As the big, like, capstone finale of this, and it's like a two one of these two-part movies, like part one next summer, part two the summer after that kind of a thing.
0: Love it. Yeah. They have to do that because then Tom Cruise has to do his version of Logan, you know, which would be like they dial it back, and it's like 20 years ago or 10 years ago, right. and it's just this low-key, like, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot of big stunts and explosions. You know, you bring it back down to the roots. Right. Because there's no way they're gonna give up a billion dollars a film to stop doing them. Yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise is like
1: sixty-five or something. So
0: I he's so old. how is he so old? God, I spent a year just any time I had a spare moment, I'd just watch a Mission Impossible or maybe six. He's months. sixty. I'll correct myself. All right, well that's not too bad. We're pushing goddamn fifty. So
1: I mean, again, I think in 2022, sixty doing these kind of movies is kind of a thing that happens. Um, yeah, yeah. whereas I feel like, you know, 30 years ago, that was like unheard of 60 years old. It's like, come out in your walker, you know,
0: <laughs> you're playing somebody in a retirement home. Right. Exactly. You know, you're, uh, what's w- Wilford Brimley in Cocoon? Yeah. Cause he was like right. 46 or 47. And it's like, well, he's just an old man. <laughs> yeah. Well, if <laughs> I guess you if you're a
1: leading, <laughs> yeah, a leading man, like, uh cruiser robert downey jr they're like we're gonna use the best it's like six million dollar man we're gonna use the best technology to like (laughs) keep you looking young fit yep the strategic deployment of plastic surgery
0: yep personal
1: dietitian and trainer that you work with four hours a day
0: digital enhancements yep oh boy i don't know not right now shh (sighs) fucking amateur hour turn your ringer off damn it um, the other thing I say, fuck, I don't know. I already forgot too many distractions. Um, I do want to see Maverick though. It's on my list.
1: Yeah. It's on my list too. I mean, but I'm not going to, it.
0: I have not seen Maverick. No, oh, you have not, but you have seen, okay. The original one. Yes.
1: I did all see right. the original Top Gun and I've seen like the trailers and featurettes for Maverick where they show all the. Again, like mission, the Mission Impossible high-altitude jump feature, and I was like, shit, all right, I want to watch the movie just to see this stunt in the movie.
0: That's what I I'm was going to mention. kind of the same way
1: with Maverick. I'm like, I want to see these crazy practical jet shots that you pulled off here.
0: You have to. And that's what I was going to mention is that high-altitude jump, which we already talked about, but we're talking hmm. about things that we talked about anyway in this episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Because the first guy jumps off... And then Tom Cruise jumps off. But then obviously a cameraman had to jump off to shoot yeah. them. But then yes. another cameraman had to jump off to shoot the cameraman shooting them.
1: <laughs> right. For the behind
0: the scenes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like fucking uh, ac- action. Actionception. <laughs> Exception.
1: Well, they're like, if we're going to fucking do this practical effect, we need all the fucking angles to be covered.
0: Fuck Yeah crazy i i mean i'm not that good at operating a camera just with my two feet on the ground <laughs> right. imagine hurtling through the air 12 i mean that's feet a real
1: air. specialized skill you know what i mean
0: those jobs probably don't come along too often how often do they release uh, fast and furious films
1: yeah i mean maybe. maybe there are some you know use for it right like that we're not even thinking of like I don't know what it would be, but, like, yes, like, I don't know, like, various documentaries or even just, like, yeah, maybe there are.
0: Ch- chasing, <laughs> like, falcons that are diving <laughs> yeah. at 200 miles an hour to Whenever,
1: stick their leg like, out
0: and break the necks of their prey.
1: Yeah, I feel like there must be, like, one guy, maybe two guys. like that's two That's, like, guys. their niche.
0: Always two there are, a master and an apprentice. Yes,
1: yeah. and it's just, like... And in Hollywood they're like, well we need to film we need someone to like film this while while falling through the air out of an airplane. They're like, Well call up Bert. Bert is the guy that does that, so we better get on his waiting list right now.
0: Fuck, Bert's busy. Well, we could yeah. do Ernie, but he's not as experienced. Well no, that's the same guy, Burton Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Burton? Burton. Burton Bert and Ernie Ernie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's his whole trick. He's just one guy. Yeah, he's right, it's two guys. It's he- like, well, he's going to be busy that day. We got to shoot the next day. He won't be able to make it back in time. We got to call Ernie. Same fucking guy. He just puts some glasses on. Puts on his big one eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he shaves one off or like he just puts a unibrow on?
1: He has a unibrow. It's kind of like a p- big piece of felt. Like, you know, one of those like <sighs> the fake mustaches you get when a kid. But this is a really
0: long one. And But it's a eyebrow. It's not a mustache.
1: Right, exactly.
0: It's clever. You know, we forgot to do, We you didn't read the short description for episode one, which maybe doesn't matter. I don't or, know. That I, it I didn't read it, but I'm going to read the it. The short anyways.
1: description is always. <laughs> Brad and in the Adam the discussed
0: the first minute of The Big Lebowski <laughs> there. Yes. I read it.
1: And number two, why don't you read number two while you're
0: at it? All right. Number two is Brad and Adam discussed the second minute of The Big Lebowski.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, that's what our short descriptions were at first, because this was a new concept talking about a minute. Right. And that short it's description true. is what just appears in your little pod app. Like, oh, episode two, man, man, episode three, whatever the title man is way out dog. west, episode one, way out west. And it's like, well, what the fuck is that? And it's like, Brad and Adam discussed the first minute of the Big Lebowski. It's like, oh, OK, now I know what this is. And See, then we had to spoon it, the feed the, the, the society what we were doing at first.
0: 'Cause it hadn't happened. There weren't hundreds of these out there. No. There were zero of these out there besides ours. Correct. It took a year for the world to catch up.
1: Yes. And then we didn't have so, to like explain the premise in like the short description right. in each episode. <laughs> right.
0: Um episode three, you want to move on?
1: Let's move on to episode three. You want your turn
0: yeah, my turn. Alright, Gutterballs episode 003 The Man for His Time and Place. Included in this episode, moribund age percentages and death stalkers, making entirely new dudes by removing a letter, dude emulations, hanging bundles of salamis abutting dairy aisles opposite dairy product booths, exaggerating abundance, the cost of flip flops in LA grocery markets. The riddle of the two Ralphs. Upscale bean salad on a pizza shell. Lack of interest in violating the patina. Opulent half and half servers. Living high on the pre-softened hog. The hum- the hu- <laughs> the humorous potential of the letter R. The, t- the timelessness of the country crock artwork versus the timefulness of the film Johnny M- M- Mnemonic. Jesus. <laughs> Papyrus <laughs> experts and period pieces. Which, ironically, period pieces does not have a period at the end of it. So we might want to go back and fix that. (laughs)
1: Fix that up.
0: (laughs) Well, it's not really a
1: sentence. So, argument, that may have been uh, intentional.
0: At the time, even though it's not.
1: Because, well, I worked with someone at the time, you know, and we would have to generate content (laughs) for web pages about various things. Um and she was pretty adamant that if it's not a sentence you cannot put a period at the end. Like if it's just a little fragment you put. And she kinda got me thinking in that mindset.
0: And like everything else, there are exceptions to rules. And I, I would agree. say if it's eight lines long, you just put a period there. Yeah, I will say that Since i for don't... communication purposes, you know? Right. It lets you, don't you just know follow this the is rules ended. blindly. Right.
1: Right, right. I mean I will say I don't necessarily still think that way or follow that practice uh generally i do when it's appropriate i don't think i even remembered that that was a a thing until this just happened right now it took me back and i was like you know Hmm. i remember you're saying this was
0: intentional
1: it may have been i just remembered that in you know yes like not i was kind of For a small time, sensitized to if it's not grammatically a sentence, do not put a period at the end of it.
0: I'm surprised that um, you allowed the rules to guide your practices in that way.
1: Well, it's it's like a guideline that I either personally decide to adopt or not, because, you know, we know about consistency. We do. We know all about that bugger. And we know how how little my mind is. So Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. it's like, do we put a period or not? The sound it makes. It's like that Herb Alpert song, The Bell That Couldn't Jingle. But then Santa froze a teardrop. So every time he uh, swayed, the bell that couldn't jingle would be jingling all the way. How about that? Because the little teardrops rattling around in there what your brain's doing due to its minuscularity? Do you want to read the short description of this one before we get into it a little bit? Uh, okay. Or do, you want me, or do you want me to do it? If
1: you it? have it dialed up, maybe you should do it. I don't have it dialed up.
0: Brad and Adam discussed the third minute of The Big Lebowski. All right. Excellent. I, I,
1: I will say the hanging bundles of salamis abutting dairy idols opposite dairy product booths exaggerating abundance Mm -hmm. um that i remember that very clearly
0: oh me too perfectly
1: because i well i I remember that i could not fucking see these salamis you're like the salamis are right there i'm like right those aren't salamis what are you talking about then it turned out i was like looking at the wrong area i had to go like If I went like 30 frames forward, then the frames would the salami would be. But even then, I was like, no, those aren't salamis. And then eventually,
0: God, so frustrating.
1: Like snapped, like one of those magic eye puzzles. Yeah, and and then you could see. Oh, they are salamis. I see how that salami. Yes.
0: Yeah. Or, or like summer sausages, or pepperonis, or right. you know, whatever. Something but like that. Hanging meats. Yes. Tubular yeah, hanging meats. Yeah, that was very frustrating. And I remember the dairy booths, which, like, I'm still a little confused about those. But yeah,
1: and we use the word "abutting" here, which was like a foreshadow of, like, you know, some forty, <laughs> fifty, so minutes later in the film,
0: <laughs> lodged against a what? <laughs> Yeah. That's one of the little ones that can yeah. scoot past you if you're right. not careful.
1: Oh, man. Lodged against <laughs> the yeah. window. What?
0: Because the cop doesn't pay any attention to it. He just kind of keeps going with his spiel. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> Well, sort of that, that's it. again. His jargon, like in my world, you don't put periods at the end if it's not a sentence. Like he's just like it's an abutment. The dude is just like pillar thing. It has a, ab- it has the word butt in it, so it seems really unpleasant. Like <laughs> yeah. it was lodged against the, some something to do with a butt.
0: Right. He's just thinking about cleft assholes at that point. You know, due to his uh, slight homophobia. Yes. Slight, or maybe not so slight. <laughs> Yep. Lodged against an abutment, <laughs> hanging bundles of salamis, abutting dairy aisles opposite dairy product booths. I remember all of that stuff. Yes. Um, I don't remember. Okay, yes. go ahead. Sorry. Go.
1: Well, I was just going to jump to another phrase. Probably, yes, me probably, too.
0: So continue. Well, I was
1: just going <clears> to <throat> highlight the delight I have reading the phrase, the timelessness of the country crock artwork versus the timefulness of the film Johnny Mnemonic.
0: <laughs> so I mean it's true yeah I mean I here's what I take to mean from that I remember discussing the country croc artwork right
1: because it's here in the dairy aisle somewhere yeah
0: and it hadn't changed in forever just the same shit the same dull brown on the slightly less dull brown tan for lack of a better word but then like I guess Johnny Mnemonic was like they thought it was pretty cool but it didn't age well, Some, yeah, something like exactly. that. Exactly, it's okay. the most
1: timeful.
0: Right, not timeless, timeful. Right, <laughs> that is pretty good. That's pretty like, good. Like
1: even when that movie came out, I think
0: it was kind of like uh, cringy. Like, yeah, this is already like lame.
1: This is already dated. Right, right, right.
0: Now, wh- what about um? Fuck, does this mean the humorous potential of the letter R? I do hey. know what that means, believe You know it or what not. that means? Holy yes. shit. Tell me. So
1: back, so back then. <laughs> oh, Steve, I think I know it. Well, what do you think?
0: It's when you say, change your words around and you just add an R into them. Yes. Yes. Right. Because but, I
1: got that from Steve Brule, who at the time I think was a new thing. Like, oh man, this crazy thing, you know?
0: So instead Which is of saying the, man, you'd say marn or right. something. Right,
1: like boat, bro. God. Man, I like those broats. <laughs> We're going to go for a ride on a broat. Like, that is funny. it's fucking hilarious.
0: Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's funny shit. People should listen to these, I think. <laughs> Lack of interest in... Oh, did I say violating or did I say visiting when I read this? Lack of interest in violating the patina.
1: Right. I think you said violating when you read it. Okay. I was following along and nothing uh, triggered me, so... Uh, Okay. I don't know what that means. Yeah, me neither. But you don't want to violate the patina. patina.
0: Maybe we'd be violating the patina if we got too far into it. I would agree. All right. Period pieces, obviously. Mm -hmm. This film is a period piece. And it's a way to make it. Unlike Johnny Mnemonic. Right. Which was supposed to be set in the near future. Well, that is a period piece. But you can't go that way. You can only go the other way. Right. Right. You can only go back. You can never go forward.
1: Very few futuristic sci-fi films are period pieces. They use the rules of period pieces, I think. So. They're all just like, it's hard to say what I mean by that.
0: Well, Terminator is a period piece. It's set in a different period than current day.
1: I think there's more to a period piece than that. Okay, Do I think, think it, there's rules to a period piece.
0: Well, the period has to have existed. It has to be in the past,
1: except for very rare exceptions. Yes, like what? Or would maybe be an it always exception? has to have existed in the past. No, it always has to. Yes, even if it does in the future. So here's where I was gonna go. And you know, it's not, we can't go too long without getting into this rotten business. Oh, God. <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation, the TV show, was a period piece, even though it was set in the future. I'm not going to say any other tar- Star Trek series was that way, although I think I could make argue- different arguments or differing levels of successful arguments for different shows, but especially Next Generation.
0: How was that a but- period
1: piece? Well, but I think it's because they, well, one, they were very careful to remove any kind of weird slang or turn of phrases that wouldn't make sense to that era. They had a lot of, you know, the way people acted, it was almost like this, um, what do you call it? Like, um,
0: stilted formal dialogue. What do you
1: call it when it's, uh, I want to say, a blank of manners? It's a comedy of manners?
0: That's a comedy of errors.
1: Yeah, there's like a, it's it's like about this, you know, yes, like, it, it, and and the way they did it was by modeling it after the past, you know what I mean? The way the people <laughs> spoke so formally and, you know, had these certain, uh, you know, what I'll call elevated cultural interests, you know, in, in, uh, in the theater and, and the classical music and everything, right? And again, they created successfully this period piece by taking stuff from the past, you know? Um, so, and I think that's ultimately how they were able to do it by having it be informed by the past so well. I would also <sighs> argue that Dune, now I'm saying it, is kind of like a period piece in that way also.
0: Um, um, by Dune, what do you mean? <clears throat>
1: I guess I mean both the David Lynch movie and the new one by the French guy.
0: the le Nude. yes. Because the mannerisms, the behavior, the dialogue is all informed by some period in the past,
1: yeah, or or you know even in that one they kind of like remix the stuff from the past for the future, you know, like uh um you know like like remix like you know kind of like Eastern Buddhist culture with Middle Eastern Muslim culture and and uh, you know, there's all these formal rules governing like what a duke can do or say to a, you know, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. It, when I think it's based of Buddhist on and Muslim, stuff from the past.
0: When I think of Buddhist and Muslim culture, what I think of is fat man climbing on ceiling for sure. Yeah, for sure. Exactly.
1: Well, the fat man on the ceiling, that's a little, uh, yeah, that that's another element in there. <laughs> yeah. It's just, but it spice. is kind of like some futuristic, medieval like insanity like they just ripped the they ripped the relatability off of it to a degree right and you're left with these really fundamental human universal experiences i think that might be part of it in both a successful period piece whether it's the future or the past yeah i don't know i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about it's just a feeling i have i can i,
0: guess. I, I can i feel it I feel it. Yeah. Like the that's opposite would be
1: a show like, uh, or a movie like, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like uh, The Fifth Element or something, or that's probably not a good example because it's so that's, whimsical. No,
0: I, yeah, but still, the the whimsy is like future whimsy also.
1: Yeah, but it's also <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, I'm a cab driver, like I'm some blue, like it's it's very, it takes... From the current day, not from the period.
0: Yeah, it takes... When at, it, even like the talk show host. What's his name, you know? Right. Going around with a microphone. It's just like amplifying the sort of like daytime trash television and extrapolating it into the future. But it's based on today's shit, not some period in the past. Right. Hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. There Maybe we go. may have covered a little new ground there, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm going to go so shit? far to say
1: we closed the book on that one, too.
0: We're closing all so. the books. Any books that we find that are open, we're going to try to close them. Yes, for sure. All right. Um, uh, what what do we got here? Oh, boy. Well, it's up to you. Do you want to maybe go for an even four?
1: <sighs> sure. We'll do one more. Let's do Let's it. Let's do
0: one more. Let's do one, one more. I think you're up to bat
1: here. All right, let me uh, let me uh, find it here. I'm a little discombobulated. Our
0: website follows a standard naming convention. That is true. H T T P S colon slash slash, and this is the same for all the pages now. Mm-hmm. G U T T E R balls period T V slash, and then you type in the episode number. Uh, The three-digit episode number, which for these first few episodes has two leading zeros. All
1: right. Maybe that was too confusing.
0: Okay. I got it. You know, I'm
1: really proud of those very clean URLs we have. Fuck yeah. I'm not proud of a whole lot,
0: but I'm proud of that. Me too. Me too. Love it. And we... I think, well, no, I was going to say we were a little cocky with the two leading zeros, but the movie did run, whatever, 118 and a bit minutes, so we had to do that.
1: (laughs) And what are we at now, like 257? 258. This
0: is 258. I'm starting to get a little sweat, you know, a little sweat dripping down my forehead. I mean, it took us 10
1: years to get to that point, so it would take us another 30 years.
0: Um, Yeah. It's like when... uh, like Ash and Alien starts sweating a little drip of white getting nervous. Yes. But uh yeah, I'm just one little drop so far. I think we'll be okay in the long run, hopefully. So, anyway, ep 4.
1: Ep 4004 colon. <laughs> ah hell, I done introduced him enough. Adam and Brad are joined by a special marine biology expert to discuss the fourth minute of the Big Lebowski. The Stranger Concludes His V.O. The Dude's Considerable Considerate th- Thought. <laughs> C.C.T. Rationales for Half-and-Half half Smelling. The September 11th Connection. The Sperms versus the Blues. New World Orders. Realism or lack thereof in check Register Scribbles. Adam Calls Around L.A. The Affordability of the Dude's Swank Bungalow Complex. The Tumbleweed Makes It Home the consequences of opening your half and half in the supermarket and the multiple toilet brush theory.
0: There we are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure the marine biology expert, I guess we can spoil it at this point, was just my wife. You might know her Her name's Leslie.
1: I mean, (laughs) yeah, it must be. I do remember her joining the show a few times early on. But Yeah, uh,
0: pretty sure this was her.
1: Must have been her.
0: Now, yeah, the, uh, the dude's Considerable Considerate Thought.
1: Considerable CCT.
0: Considerable thought. CCT.
1: We felt the need to give it an acronym.
0: You like know, CCD, Colony Collapse Disorder, but I remember talking about that. I don't know if that was here.
1: He has CCT, Considerable Considerate Thought. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to say about that? I think it's pretty self-explanatory.
0: But he's not being considerate. He opened it and took a sip.
1: But he was really considering his half and half. He was considering That's even what he's talking about. It could just be all the times he spent just staring at the aisle. Or maybe it has something to do with his uh, whale-themed checkbook that I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, because they donated a certain percentage to protecting blue whale habitats if you got these checks, special checks.
1: He even listens to the uh, whale song.
0: Yep, yep.
1: And is so it's kind of like he's he does have a a whale theme going on underneath the surface that I think a casual viewer may not quite latch onto,
0: and the big Lebowski, the titular Big Lebowski is a proverbial whale he thinks that he can get some money from true enough September eleventh connection I think uh we I think can we've covered that close that book on that one. yes for real don't know well new world order is hw i think that's kind of related yes to...
1: i think we were talking about him because he was interested in the new world order which all these conspiracy theories theorists like
0: yeah latched, latched on onto to that phrase yeah. mm-hmm. now sperms versus the blues we were just debating what manner of whale this was yeah i think on the check it's I a blue so. whale i think we landed on blue whale or did we land on sperm whale I think we landed on... We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We don't know. I'm pretty sure it's I don't a blue... Care. I think it's a blue whale. Well, the color of the whale is blue. It's blue, but that's just the ink. I don't know if that's intentional. It's that's not just, a sperm whale. Just the ink. It's not a sperm whale. Sperm whales have the flat front. Okay, they were in Star Trek IV. This is not a sperm whale. It's a blue whale. Or it could be a gray whale, but it's not a sperm whale.
1: Yes. You're right. It is not a sperm whale. I just looked it up. Yeah.
0: It could be a gray whale, even though it is blue. Right. But pretty sure it's a blue whale. We're
1: going to call it a blue whale.
0: All right. I'm into it.
1: It kind of looks like something a naturalist would have drawn in like 1870.
0: After getting back from his voyage down to the Galapagos and around the Horn and back through the Atlantic. He makes his sketches.
1: Maybe he was just uh, Mm -hmm. on the Pequod.
0: Right, right. I remember talking about these um, check register scribbles, too. And I just, I didn't think they... I
1: didn't... (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mute it, because then you wouldn't know it was there.
0: (laughs) I just, I remember claiming that these were not dude-like scribbles. And they were trying too hard to make it seem like, you know, they're written across the span, across the, (laughs) down through the sands of time you know Mm -hmm. but i just feel like they all happened at the same time by someone making it look like they were trying to i don't know i remember talking about it that way i'm not trying to claim one way or the other anymore just trying to remember it is hard
1: to know because sometimes truth is stranger than fiction so that's why i'm like it's hard to know what's the deal there
0: because especially the red one though which was a felt tip. You don't need to do all that to make sure it's working. It's obviously working. It's either totally dry or it's working. And like, you know, there's even two separate. He had to lift it up and try it again.
1: Well, you know, that thing happens where you, you scribble, it works. You're okay, good. It works. And you go to write and like, it doesn't work. What the fuck? And you have to scribble again. You know, we've all been there. Although I will admit with this thick marker thing, that seems like unlikely to happen. Seems unlikely. it was a regular ballpoint
0: pen like Yeah, I know mark. what you're talking about. Cuz <clears throat> you can see the, you know, the scratch marks where it wasn't working in places. So, we yeah. get that. But this felt thing, you know, whatever. Um, I remember calling around LA, but I don't remember anybody that I Did I actually talk to anyone? No,
1: we never talked to anyone. No one Damn. ever answered. Fuck. I
0: believe. Okay, well.
1: And I don't remember who you were exactly calling, but it was a connection to something in in this
0: Well, he's got a phone number in his checkbook, and we forgot to describe the uh, thumbnail image for the episode in the first three. For this one, it's a close-up of the dude's checkbook, where you can see all these scribbles. He's right making the check out to Ralph's. He's dating it September 11th, 1991, for 69 cents. And there's a blue whale on it. You can see his Ralph's Club card made out to Jeffrey Lebowski. His two hands are in the shot, which are almost definitely not his hands, but you never know. Uh, Maybe they are in this case. You can uh, see
1: Jeffrey Lebowski's (laughs) address on his check.
0: Right, right, which is how we know where his apartment is. I was on Google Maps a lot looking around those parts. But there's a phone number scribbled on the blank area at the top of his check number, yes. but the numbers are difficult to make out, so we had to do some guessing. Right, but I, I think guess we never called a, a couple different
1: it. permutations, and no one ever answered.
0: Damn. Damn. Did we didn't even get a machine or anything?
1: No. I think... Mm. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I think you called a couple times, and I think there was an assortment of just like this is not a real number mm. and ringing endlessly.
0: I see. Well, that's a bummer. Um, affordability of the Dude Swank Bungalow Complex... Yeah, I don't know. doesn't seem like it would be affordable for the dude to live there, but maybe he was grandfathered in. Is that what we talked
1: about? Well, that's what we are debating. The right. affordability. Yeah. Slash the implied, in that is also the flip side, the non-affordability.
0: Right. <clears throat> Tumbleweed makes it home. It just ends up, you know, on the beach at the ocean, as if that's where it was heading all along, I assume. Now, what are the consequences of opening your half and half in the supermarket? Milk mustache? Anything else? Side eye from the. the yeah, teller. exactly.
1: It's it's <laughs> like uh, it's it's petty larceny, man. If you don't buy it,
0: <laughs> right, right. Did we determine that the one he opened is the one he's purchasing? what's that? I have I have no clue. We may have to just rewatch
1: these uh, minutes again.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Because I don't I don't think we see once he gets up to the register here. I don't think we see the carton again.
1: It could be. I don't really remember. I can't say one way or the other. I don't have a clear image, but I would say we probably don't see it because if we did see it, we would definitely remember because we would have talked about that. We would have really dove into that.
0: You would think so. Whether it was opened or not,
1: either way, we would have had to, that would be memorable.
0: Now, and we talked about that would, that would have been memorable. Yeah, you'd think, shit, we would have spent a lot of time on that. We spent a little bit of time on the September 11th connection. He's making Mm -hmm. this check out on September 11th, 1991, 10 years to the day before the tragedies of September 11th, 2001. Just like
1: today, we're talking 10 years to the day of our first episode.
0: Right. That's right. Which would make this episode the tragedy, I guess.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I think if we could go ahead 10 years in the future and hear this episode, we might be like...
0: Those were the Uh, days, yeah. I (laughs) guess. (laughs) But there was another landmine here, which we didn't realize until later on in the film, where he's talking to Madi, Marty, Mati, Mani, Manny, Mani, his landlord, and uh, he said, "Just slip the check, slip the rent under my door." You know, he's like, "Tomorrow's already the tenth, right?" Which means he's making this check out. On the ninth at the latest, possibly earlier than that, but probably September ninth. Yes. So he's postdating it by two days for that sixty nine cents. <laughs> but we wouldn't know that until later. And I just say good for us because when we got to the scene with Mahdi and he says tomorrow's already the tenth, this did occur to us, dude. So Yes. Good job. But we can talk more about that uh, when we get to that episode. The short description for this episode is, do, do you want to do it or should I? You do it. The dude writes a check and the stranger concludes his VO. Ah, so we're, we already we're moved off. we're starting to branch out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like these get a little, like, more and more esoteric as time goes on. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, we were taking this kind of seriously back then.
1: Yeah. But well, we wanted people to maybe know what the thing actually was and maybe tune in until right. we realized that the was key a fool's is to just not care. Yeah. The key to so, not like making any money or growing an audience, that is.
0: Right. Just don't care. I think we have just enough time, by the way, mm-hmm. for uh, things Brad typed at me. We'll just do it All real right. quick. Let's do it. Uh, some of these I think you'll know pretty easily because whatever. They're pretty recent. Yeah. 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 I assume. Yeah. Hi, I'm Rusty, and this is my brother, Polly. And we just want to let you know that Tina the maggot is coming.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what?
0: I don't even need to explain it to
1: to you. And that's
0: almost (sighs) exactly
1: what I meant to say.
0: Okay. (laughs) Almost exactly. All right. All right. So, (laughs) okay. God damn it. I know what you're going to say. Okay. Well, I don't know I if you do. I think I do. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't. This is too. All right. Come on. Get your shit together. <clears throat> Word. There's a both that goes over to it, and then you can do that probably like four or five hours. It's It's a nice. It's not like the house, but it's kind of big on there. Yeah.
1: I did type that at you. That is
0: correct. Is, is that the one you were oh. thinking I was going to say?
1: I, I believe so. Oh, okay. In my head, it was a little longer than that, but but I guess
0: yeah. No, well, okay. that's the one. I mean, because that's I,
1: the that's the nugget, right?
0: Um, I don't know. Yes, I got that a is the nugget. Ones. That's the nugget. All right. Well, do you your have nugget. another one? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But I also feel like something is Galen, if there, that I am missing the context for. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. I don't remember that one. Well, there you go. And I think a nice way...
1: I can't give any uh, insight into that one. Galen? Uh, J-A-L-E-N?
0: G-A-L-E-N. It's not GIF, it's GIF. Wait, a J? do you say? G. Oh. geez wow i G- wrote it yeah G-A-L-E-N. g-a-l-e-n yeah
1: yeah 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 august 2nd <laughs> uh okay i okay yeah i did I write mean, that
0: ah, you don't yeah. have to feel compelled to explain them it's not well, i feel brad like explains I'm kind of, I'm just, things that brad right, typed to me true. if you just want to
1: we'll leave it at that
0: if you want to you can but you don't have to it's not the point of this right of yes.
1: this I just didn't even remember that That one slipped through. Like when I sent that to you, I just thought it was completely intelligible and made sense because I didn't like reread it before I hit send and saw how my fingers and autocorrect like botched it. I, I don't I've know em- what I even I've embraced
0: there. that ethos of yours. And it has bit me in the ass many times. Yeah. And I, I regret it.
1: It's not an ethos. It's just like a, you know, I don't know. It's just like when you're doing the rapid back and forth chatting, you can't take the time to meticulously type per se. I'm all excited, but I really have to do it. I mean, I think somewhere along the lines, like the, like the larger phones or something like my, my thumbs were better at typing on the smaller, like I had the muscle memory and like, I can't quite adjust to these different sized phones that keep coming out.
0: Yeah. Well, I embraced it as an ethos, and I regret it. And that's hard to break the habit because I just go and fire it off. Yeah, and I I gotta not do it because it's embarrassing sometimes.
1: Well, I think there's some factor at play where, like, you know what you wrote, so when you read <laughs> it back, you don't you read it like what you said. Yeah, like, you just see what you want. Yeah, you just see what you want. You think. It actually says what you typed when you hit send. And then you come back to me a couple days later and be like, what is this shit about Galen? And I'm like, I have no clue. What?
0: No idea, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just well, take that up with Tina the Maggot.
0: I'll take it up with Tina the Maggot. We should start wrapping it up because I have a day-long fry-long tomorrow.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you gotta watch out for the day-long quote-unquote fry-long.
0: That's the one I thought you were gonna say was the nugget.
1: No, oh, yeah, that is Dave. the nugget. That's a Dave. whole new. That spawned a whole new <laughs> cubicle in my brain of shit. Now, <laughs> day long, frylong. long,
0: day long, and Frylong is in quotation Quotes. marks. Yeah,
1: Quotes. Yeah. Quotation marks are such pesky little buggers. Yeah,
0: you got to be careful.
1: <laughs> As well, you know.
0: Yes. I have a day-long fry-long just to talk about that.